So surely he's going to take that very instrument called the church that has been put in place to rescue the earth from the lake of fire. Finally, he's withdrawing. Time is over. Just come out. Come out now. Come out now. Time is over. Oh, yes. This is serious stuff. That means the only opportunity for leading them to Jesus is now. And we must run. Hallelujah. And he's saying here, First Thessalonians chapter 5, 9 and 10, I'm reading. First Thessalonians chapter 5, 9 and 10, I'm reading here. And he says, he says verse 9, For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is very powerful. To be saved from the coming wrath. Now you know too well, out of the major message that was given here about the lake of fire, now you know too well that the reason he says saved, saved, Jesus saved me. He saved you from what? From the lake of fire. In other words, he saved you from the Father. Because the Father must judge sin. So he saved you from the wrath of God the Father, the lake of fire. Hallelujah. So that moment is about to happen for the church. Revelation 3, 10, 11 we've seen. And then now, the reason why he has to snatch them, uh, that fiery moment that is coming, that tremendous moment that is coming of trial three and a half years, that is trumpeting left and right in every scripture as a warning. We already, let me read very fast. Just read very fast. Revelation chapter 13, 5. Repeat it quick. Revelation 13, 5. Real quick. And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And then, let me read the rest. Daniel chapter 7, 21, 22. Are we together? Daniel chapter 7. The reason he has to take away his church now. In Swahili, they can be devastated. Daniel 7, 21, 22, he says the following. He says, Hallelujah. He says, again, Daniel chapter 7, 21, 22. Yes, okay, let me just read there and see what lies there. I also wanted to know about the ten horns on his head and about the other horn that came up before which three the horn that looked more imposing more imposing than the other horns and that possessed eyes and a mouth and spoke boastfully verse 21 now I watched this horn the small one the little one I watched as this horn was waging war against God's holy people and defeating them until the ancient of days came and pronounced the judgment and favor in judgment in favor of his holy people, the people of the Most High. And the time came when they possessed the kingdom. But if you read verse 21, I watched as this horn waged war against holy, God's holy people. And doing what? Defeating them. That's why the Lord must pull you out. And prevailing over them, conquering them. And yet he said, on this rock shall I build my church, and no wickedness, no hell shall prevail over that church. That means the church is taken away. Because now you see in this time, 
hell is the enemy is prevailing over the church. That means you have looked look, you have the following. Then you have the Old Testament saints. Then you have the church. And then the tribulation saints. The church is this one here about to be taken. Because there is no protection for the church in the great tribulation. And that's why you see waging war against them and defeating them. If you read Revelation chapter 6, which we have read verses 9-11, Revelation 6, you see that when the church is crying out, when those who have been slaughtered rather, are crying out, please, until when shall you avenge your blood? The inhabitants of the earth have slaughtered us. They are told by the Lord, wait a little moment, I want your fellow brothers to be slaughtered the way you have been slaughtered. Until the number is full, then uh, I will handle that matter. God saying he wants them to be slaughtered. Why? Because the voice came called the cloud, called rain, raised creepers, and they did not believe and prepare and enter rapture. So they must worship through slaughter. The hour of trial that's coming to test the inhabitants of the earth to see if you can worship under such circumstances. Are you still going to play around? We have been on our feet here since Brazil. Brazil was five cities we didn't rest. We came right on this. We have been on this since Brazil and we are heading to India like this now. On our feet. Our feet are hot. But did we stop? No. If you just think about the fact that the church can enter the tribulation. You are up on your feet. Right? Hallelujah. We even come late these days because we are struggling to come. It's heavy a bit. It's tiring a bit now. But we still must come. Right? Hallelujah. So this is very serious. And then he says, Revelation chapter 11 Verses 2 to 6. Again, I read it here. You can read it if you want. Let's have him read it. Revelation chapter 11, 2 and 6, real quick. But the court which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles. Has given away. Has been given away. He has given away. At that time, he gives away. Say, don't even bother with it. Jen Wambogo. He has given away. Don't even bother with it. Continue. And the holy city shall they treat underfoot forty and two months. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth, these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before God of all the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power, power to shut up, uh-huh. to shut heaven, that it not rain in the days of their prophecy. Was it yesterday or two days ago when he gave me the golden key? Is it the day for yesterday? Yesterday? The day for yesterday. Yeah, glorious, shining golden key. The key that you see opens heaven here. So be very careful. And then he showed me, remember, he showed me the skeleton, the knees together like this, and then fold up. He cannot allow the church to see that. Why get 
heart receive Christ, accept Christ, love Christ, serve Christ, and then crush her into that. Not at all. It doesn't make sense. Are we together? And so Daniel chapter 9, 27, real quick. Hallelujah. There's so much to cover. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon him the desolate. The abomination that causes desolation. If we had time, we would have talked about Antiochus, Epiphanes, uh, the historical aspect of the prophecy that was fulfilled already. And so this one will also be fulfilled, right? So, in Jokas Epiphanes, you will see that he came and removed the sacrifice, even slaughtered a pig at the altar. Do you remember the Maccabean? I've taught it, Maccabi revolt. Maccabi is a big name in Israel. They call it Maccabi Leumi. Maccabi Leumi. There's Bank, Maccabi, Maccabi Haifa, Maccabi Football Club. Maccabi is a big name also. Remember in the miracle of Hanukkah? Oh yeah, this is the time, right? When Hanukkah is being celebrated. When the lamps burnt and burnt and burnt on without much oil. But the fight, the dead fight, when they fought and now they overthrew him. You find that three and a half years. Accurately foreshadowing, foretelling this very terrible time. When now again the desecration will take place. The visitation came, the cloud came, and you did not honor the hour of God's coming to you, your visitation. Oh, you love idolatry? Then he pushed them to the heart of idolatry, Nimrod, in Babylon. And then now, he's saying there is another day, another moment, three and a half years. He said, don't even touch that court, the outer court. It has been given out. Because he will come and trample everything. And he will take away the sacrifice. And, and big there is the fact that out of that, you can see that what's happening on your knees right now in Israel is essentially telling you that it will lead to the construction of a temple, right? Israel will have its own temple eventually. Out of what you see in your news right now, that war, they will end up with a temple. And when they're in a the temple, they will institute the old worship. Remember when I went there, the Lord showed me a tribulation center, a uh, temple, and they were sacrificing. And then the Lord by voice said, tell them, but the Christ has resurrected. By voice. I was teaching on global service here. Hallelujah. So this is serious. That's why the church must be withdrawn. And then Joel chapter 2, 1 and 2. Joel chapter 2, 1 and 2. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people... A day of darkness is as the morning spread upon, upon the mountain. A great people and a strong, there hath not ever be ever like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. That is serious. Zephaniah chapter 2 verse 3. Zephaniah chapter 2 verse 3, the withdrawal now. Taken in safety. Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth. 
which have wrought his judgment, seek righteousness, seek meekness, it may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. That when the day comes, he will hide you. Be careful how you live right now. That when that day comes, he will rescue you. I'm finishing now by the following trumpets. First Corinthians chapter 15. I think the trumpet, uh, let me find where the, exactly where the trumpet is. Or you can read from verse 51 on, but let me give you where the trumpet is. First Corinthians 15 verse 50. Just read from 51 on. Behold, I shew you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be chained in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised in corruption. So the trumpet will sound. And that is the moment of glorification, of change. And then the book of Isaiah 27, 13, real quick. Hallelujah. The things that hit you on the face like this when you read the scripture that rolls out the narrative of the rapture of the church. First Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 and 18. That there is a summoning that takes place. He summons them out. He said, come out now. Come, 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 come. I'm withdrawing you now. Come up here. Summoning to appear before the throne now. And receive reward, recompense, and worship before the throne. God now summoning the church, saying, that mission is over. Come, come out, come out now. Hallelujah. Isaiah 27, 13. And it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blown, and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria, and the outcasts in the land of Egypt, and shall worship the Lord in the holy mountain at Jerusalem. The trumpet will sound to summon you for worship before the throne. So no matter the mission you had, time is out. You must now be withdrawn. The very institution that rescues is now being withdrawn. And he's saying the book of Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to, he that, according to that he hath done. But that is very powerful. We must all appear to receive all that is due you based on what you did on this body, whether good or bad. And if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I guess it's verses 1 to 5. I'm just trying to say off head. 13, 1 to 5. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tingling symbol. Is this Second Corinthians? Second Corinthians five, thirteen rather, thirteen. Second Corinthians thirteen, I think, verses one to five. This is the third time I am coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I told you before and foretell you, as if I were present, verse 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be retrobates. And, and so forth. So look at this now. The, the, what I really wanted to say is the following. Is that uh, he's summoning you before the throne. The trumpet is sounding. He's now withdrawing the church. The very institution that was made to remove people, snatch them from the fire. He's now finally withdrawing. Time is over. So in other words, we need to run now before time is over. The days are evil. Time is short, right? 
We need to run and lead them to Christ now before it's too late. And he's saying the book of Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, which we have just read, that's the Bema seat. Can I explain that to you? That is not judgment. I know he says judgment, you know, but that is not. Let me explain this to you. If you go to Corinth over there, in that land of the Greeks, you'll find the following. You'll find at that place that there was a place where there, for example, would be games, okay? There would be games, and when people are winning, there was someone who would sit there on that seat and would offer awards based on how you are performed, okay? There is a seat there. If you travel there, you'll see it there. The Bema seat. So it would give awards according to the race, if you're number one, number two, and so forth. So it would be a place for giving prizes. Hallelujah. And so, I know the context should have been for judging evil also, like mating out judgments. But in that place, there were games. And people were being given prizes based on the time, what they had done, how well, whatever they had done, their levels of doing. So he's saying in the kingdom of God, for those raptured, there is that seat there. And the trumpet sounds to summon you there. And that is where you two now will be given prizes. You led people to the Lord. You did hospital ministry. I remember you went to the prison ministry. You'll be giving awards to people. So the trumpet is sounding summoning appearance before the throne. That's why we read the book of Isaiah 27, 13. And he's saying in uh, Psalm 47, verse 5. God is gone out with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Very serious. John 11:43. Hallelujah. And the shouting, the call out when he's going to stand. Remember recently I saw November 20th when he came in his glory and he stood above. The glory came. I've always drawn this. Like this then when he stood with the crown but he lifted his hand like this. That's when he called out. He called out his bride and they disappeared. Recently here. November is not. This is December now. Yes, November 20th, just a few days ago. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. He said, Lazarus, come out. Can you imagine if he had said, everybody, come out. All tombs would have been emptied. Or if he had said, come out, everybody would have come out. But said, Lazarus, come out. So he said, the trumpet has been sounded. He will come and call the bride, come out. And you'll be out. Right? Very serious stuff. John 5, 25, real quick. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. They'll come out of their graves. I've seen that vision. I've seen that prophecy. I've laid it there. Luke 23, 43, what will happen then? And then Numbers 10, too. Begin with Numbers chapter 10, verse 2. And then Luke 23, 43, which we've read here quite a bit. Make these two trumpets of silver, of a whole piece shall thou make them, that thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of the camps. And then Luke 23, 43, as we finish and check out now, for the day. And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto thee, To that day shalt thou be with me in paradise. He said, Today you will be with me in paradise. 
That's how you call his church. Hallelujah. So for those who are tuned in, wherever you're tuned in, from Australia, New Zealand, probably South Korea, and you're tuned in in several nations that the instrumental is slowly sliding in, uh, you're tuned in New York City, maybe Brazil, El Salvador, Chile, Peru, Santiago de Chile, Santiago de Cuba, Santiago de Republica Dominicana, whichever country you're tuned in from. And you have heard these wonderful words that there is a tremendous terrible time coming to the earth and yet the Lord is bent on rescuing his own, the church. You have said in your heart that I really long to be rescued by the Lord because the earth as it is now has passed you through some unbelievable, horrific pains and distress. And you felt in your heart that enough is enough. That if there is more bigger and greater than this suffering you have gone through on this earth, then you surely do not want to enter there. You want to receive Jesus. You want to enter the safety of the Lord that has been pronounced here eloquently. And probably it's a disease that has devastated you. Cancer, leukemias, blood conditions, diabetes, hypertension. You are in and out of hospital every time, every day. They are trying different types of painkillers. They are even given you strong ones. They are trying morphines. And the doctors are saying it is hopeless. There is no hope. Probably it is your skull that is not healing, that cracked, or your spine. The internal organs, the liver, the, probably they are saying they really have to do a transplant. Kidney, you are tired of dialysis. Or maybe you are simply tired of the horrors of sorrows of this world. Unemployment, every time humiliation, broken marriages, walking up and down every now and then. You are the one sitting before a counselor. Every now and then you are the one discussing divorce. And you are trembling. And you are wondering what's going on with your life. All the children have run away. Or you are just caught up in drug addiction. And you wonder how your way can be out of this thing. And yet you have heard that the Lord is very caring. He has brought salvation at this hour. And he is snatching people from fire. Using the church before time is out. And you feel in your heart of hearts that today really should be a landmark day, a turning point in your life. You really want out. You want it anew. You want to start afresh. Because the promises you've heard laid ahead for those who are born again, brothers and sisters, are immense and you want to partake of it. Then just repeat this prayer. Say, mighty Lord Jesus, I repent and turn away from sin. And I ask you, my Lord Jesus, come and enter into my heart and bless me with holiness. I ask you, Jesus, to establish the kingdom of God in my heart that I may be sensitive to the announcement of the coming of the kingdom of God. Lord, order my steps and give me zero tolerance to sin and establish your word in my heart. Establish holiness in my life. And give me righteousness. And fill me with the Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. I am born again. Thank you. Father in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless them. Give them a resolve to step out of sin. A zero tolerance to sin. And bless them. Lord give them a steadfast spirit. That they may continue waiting for Jesus. And for these that have listened globally. Even those in this sanctuary. 
that they may be able to inherit the glorious coming kingdom of God. Lord, give them fire to reach out to more people, to snatch them from fire, that we may populate heaven and shame the devil and bring joy to Jesus. Glorious Jesus, we love you and bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless you. Amen. I'll see you again tomorrow. The Lord bless you. I will see you tomorrow again. We have until Saturday. Thank you. Jesus loves you. Thank you. The Messiah is coming. Always be ready. Thank you indeed. Thank you.